Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And welcome to the business podcast where we cover business in the news and answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, can submit to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. And if it's a really short question, as Matt pointed out last week, you can send to our Twitter account at Ask. Biz law. And I think the question we have for this episode is definitely short enough. It wasn't sent through Twitter, but it would work. Yeah. So we might just write it in Twitter <laughs> just so it's in there. But yeah, it's always good. It's hard to write any sentence in under 140 characters, but it is doable. That's why I don't even do it. I just keep writing and it gets cut off. It's a challenge. Sometimes when I'm trying to write a tweet, it gets pretty difficult. You have to abbreviate things, cut words out. It's a whole mess. That whole yeah. concept. All right. Well, we have a pretty interesting story here for this episode. And we've talked about Airbnb a few times. And we talked about it pretty recently, too. And we're not going to talk about... Well, we might actually end up talking about their awful logo. But we're going to talk about what happened here in California. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Airbnb, it's basically a way to rent out space in the spot that you live. It's kind of like a hotel in that sense, but not like a hotel in terms of regulation. Or that's arguable. But anyway, so... This person rented out their condo. She rented out her condo in California. And I guess she did it for 30 days. So the guy rents it out, 30 days. She's like, all right, you know, it's come to an end. And he basically is saying, nope, I'm not going to leave. At this point, it's been 30 days. I'm entitled to certain rights in California. And I'm just going to sit here until you evict me. Uh, so pretty awful situation for her. who's just trying to make some money on the side. But yeah, in California, unfortunately, that's just kind of the legal procedure. And she is going to have to go through some sort of eviction process if she wants to get him out of her condo. Yeah, this is a total nightmare or horror story. I, I really think that this owner had no idea that this would even be a possibility. But what's more important is that the person that moved in seemed to have every idea that this was going to happen. Because yeah, who would think that like, okay... They're they're staying for a month and, you know, you overstay and you know your legal rights that, okay, your power is going to get cut off. You're like, no, you can't because if you do, then that's a violation and you have to actually go through the eviction process. Oh, I mean, that's just terrible. I call these people like backseat lawyers, like there's backseat drivers. And it's just like people that a lot of times it's people that think they know all these laws and they're actually wrong or misinformed. But in this case, the guy had done his research and... He knew he could get away with this for, I think there's like up to even like three months this could drag out. So he's basically going to be staying there. It's a pretty unfortunate situation for her. Like I said, she has to go through the court process. She has to evict him from her place that she owns just because of the length of the stay that he had there. Yeah, and that's what I'm wondering about Airbnb side. They graciously gave the money back that whatever money that Airbnb collected from the owner she was able to get some of it back, at least, if not all. It looks like the going to reimburse her for the reservation at four fifty a week. But I'm just wondering, when you go to Airbnb, you can fill out your begin date and end date. There should be some kind of warning or disclosure to the owner that, hey, look, this is California. If you're renting out for more than 30 days, then that might be an issue. But let me ask you, did he just overextend to 30 days or was it reserved for 30 days? Do you know? 
It says, at least in the article that we're I'm looking at now, it says he paid for a 30 day stay. So okay, I'm guessing the the agreement was 30 days, and then at that point, so he paid for 30 days, and then well, actually, and then later on, the article says when his 44 day reservation came to an end. So maybe it was even longer. Any, anyways, it was at least 30 days. So in fact, it looks like it started at 30 days, but then he extended it. But here's the thing. I don't know if Airbnb has a obligation to inform these guys, but that's kind of the thing with these new areas of law. I mean, Airbnb, we have to touch on this issue, but Airbnb has been in legal trouble or issues specifically in New York because basically the hotel industry is saying that, hey, these guys are basically running a makeshift hotel. And so therefore, all the regulations that apply to hotels need to be on there and which in a lot of ways prohibits Airbnb and operating in New York. And I believe that's still going on. I don't know what the final conclusion of that. I haven't paid attention. But the point is, is that Airbnb and other companies in the sharing economy, Lyft and Uber, like we've talked about, are coming across these new unique issues. And the only problem is that the law is not keeping up with these kind of sharing economy. And that's why this 30-day law that's designed to protect tenants are there and which makes sense but the problem is even when you have a house and you do a standard lease you have these tenants like this you have these professional tenants is what i like to call them that know the system very well take advantage of every single thing trash your house fights every deposit and if you don't know your stuff you can easily be taken advantage of i've never rented out a place i've owned but the key with that is you got to do a search on everyone that you're going to rent out to see if they've had any issues in the past or stuff like this and then if they have just don't i wouldn't even mess with it i don't care if they offer to pay you double it's just it's going to be more of a hassle than anything no yeah it's true i mean i think it's a very risky business airbnb I'm sure 90% of the time it's fine, right? I mean, most people are reasonable. Well, probably even higher than that, I would guess. Yeah, you're probably right. And in this case, this guy is some kind of game developer, and he argued that if you turn off the electricity, then I won't be able to work from home anymore. And it's just a terrible situation. Hope this works out. It'll work out eventually, but and she'll be able to evict him, but it's, yeah. it's just going to take some time. Yeah, she'll be able to evict him. She'll be able to get a judgment for damages, but at the end, will she be able to collect those damages? Probably not. Will she get reimbursed for the attorney's fees that she's had to pay? Probably not. So in either case, yeah. she's lost. Even though, well, that, she, yeah. did, she did get that money back from Airbnb, so I guess she's almost made whole. Yeah. Oh, well. Let's post this logo on our show notes. It's <laughs> terrible. I actually didn't see it until now. I've heard people talking about it because they may say it resembles something else. <laughs> so I was even avoiding looking at it. But now that I look at it, it's just horrible altogether. Well, there was even a, I don't know if it was an actual contest, but there was something when they first unveiled the logo a few weeks ago, they had something where people were just, no, actually, I think Airbnb might've done it. It's like, where would you put the logo? And they had like all these <laughs> different spots, but then it just spiraled out of control in the wrong way because it's such an awful logo. Uh, I don't know how you walk away and say, oh, this is great. We can link it up there, but it's it's pretty bad. But maybe they did it on purpose. I don't know. Sometimes they do that. That's true to get the attention. Any publicity is good publicity. Let's get to the question of the day. Question of the day. Can my website be sued for publishing public records? Short and sweet, like I said. Nice tweet of a question. Well, I think the question for me is what exactly is considered public records? Because, first of all, if it's records owned by the government, federal and state, 
pretty much all the things that I would be concerned about is copyright law if you just take it and publish it elsewhere. But in actuality, anything that's prepared by the federal government is not protected by copyright law. And also in state governments, in most cases, I believe that's the case. I know that's the case in California. There is a specific court case for that. I assume also that that might apply to many other states as well. And even city records, things like that, those kind of public records. So you don't necessarily have a right to privacy if you get published there. Right. And the way this question was worded, can my website be sued for publishing public records? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You can do everything in your power to protect yourself, but you can't prevent your website from being sued. If someone wants to sue you, they will. I, I know we've said that a bunch on this podcast, but can you be sued always? Will you win or lose? That's a different story. But yeah, good point. I think you're right. I think the delivery of the public records is going to be a big thing of this. I mean, it's a situation where the person or the website's because these do exist where you want to get a deed or something. I don't know. Something that's a public record. You know, you can pay online and then they will send you a copy of whatever it is you're looking for. So if in that situation, if you have that and you have some agreement that they agree to, it maybe protects you from any sort of loss or recovering a lawsuit, then yeah, you might be well off. But if you're just, there probably are websites out there just posting stuff. I don't know. It's What's weird if you go to something like Zillow you look at houses or other things, you know, I think they have information that they have just pulled from, I would assume, public records. Yeah. Like if it's a recent sale, they'll have the sale price, the date, stuff like that. Obviously, they got that from, you know, a public record. But what you can't do is take, so, okay, Zillow is a great example. I'm glad you brought that up because, okay, Zillow publishes something from a public record. But then if you take that information that's from Zillow and then publish it somewhere else, Zillow could have copyright protection of that work, even though it doesn't have copyright protection, but because it's considered a collective work, something that they've gathered all this public information and put it in one piece, think of like a Yellow Pages, right? And you copied that and put it somewhere else, then that may not be kosher and that could expose you to liability. But this question may be also asking if they get sued for some kind of privacy violation. And, and again, it kind of depends upon what exactly you're publishing. If public records are such that are actual public records, meaning that are records that are held by the government, that are available to the public by request, even if it's something that is not readily available online or something that you have to go into the recorder's office, for example, to get, then that is a true public record that is not private and in general should not expose you to liability. Yeah, it's going to hinge on that too. What are they considering a public record? Yeah. But can your website get sued? Like Matt said, Everybody can be sued. Everybody. Yeah. This podcast is going to get sued probably for giving that advice. Our listeners are going to get sued for listening to this. <laughs> Class action, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, that's our episode. Well, thank you for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. 
For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.